A Texas trooper whistleblower came forward describing the inhumane conditions that migrants are facing at the Texas-Mexico border. From buoys in the water forcing migrants to cross the Rio Grande in the deepest parts to miles of razor wire trapping asylum seekers, these harsh conditions are the new normal for migrants. Joining me today is Cesar Espinosa, the executive director of Fiel Houston, a civil rights organization protecting the rights of immigrants, to explain how policy can help the crisis at the border and how Houstonians can help. It's Monday, July 24th, 2023. I'm Rahil Ramznali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Cesar, welcome into CityCast Houston. How are you? Good, and yourself, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. So let's start first things first. Uh, you're with Fiel Houston. What kind of work do you guys do with migrants? So uh, Fiel is the largest immigrant-led civil rights organization in, in the country. We have over 16,000 members uh, where we advocate for uh, more just laws for immigrants, uh, immigrants from all over the world, um, as well as different uh, programs that we have for access to higher education, et cetera, et cetera. But we're, we advocate for... Uh, immigrant rights and justice for immigrants at all levels of the gov- of government. Cesar, so what exactly is going on at the border right now? So what's happening right now is is real chaos, um, and I mean that in a variety of ways. Number one is um, there's just a lot of confusion, a lot of misinformation happening from folks who are who are bringing folks, uh, from folks who are coming, uh, from folks who are living at the at the border. But there's also, uh, unfortunately. The governor of Texas has taken it upon himself to uh, use the immigration issue as a political ploy. We feel that he's uh, ramping up his strategy or his persona for future presidential runs. So uh, he's taking a page right out of the Trump playbook. And every time he fails at something, he goes right back to the immigration issue to make a big spectacle of it. Um, so that way it can it can move his space and it can uh, show people that he's doing a good job. But unfortunately, uh, the immigrants who are coming over, the refugees, the asylees that are coming over are the ones that are taking the brunt of the force and, and are being used right now as political ploys by Governor Abbott. How are they being used as political ploys? Well, first of all, let's let's um, talk about what the governor of Texas should be doing or not be doing. Number one. He should be worrying about Texans and worrying about the issues like the power grid, things like that, things that actually are half killed and 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 continue to plague uh, Texas. Texas is getting warmer. We've seen all, you know, we've seen all of that. What he's not supposed to be doing, he's not supposed to be doing the federal government's job, which is controlling immigration. His job as governor is to uh, take care of the state of Texas and he should really leave the U.S.-Mexico border uh, and U.S. border policy to the federal government. If he really wanted to uh, to make things change or make things better for Texans uh, and when it comes to the U.S.-Mexico border, he would be championing immigration reform. Because the only thing that's going to get us out of this back and forth, this uh, issue of people coming over, of children, et cetera, et cetera, uh, is if we go back and revisit immigration law that has not been fixed since the late 80s. What were your thoughts on the reports that surfaced where migrants were being pushed back into the river? They were not being offered water. They were basically just no 
human policy in place, right? It just seemed like they were just random things out there. What were your thoughts on that? So unfortunately for us, this is not anything new. Uh, for years, for decades, we have been hearing of abuses, of human rights abuses, uh, you know, kids in cages. We, we've heard, and, and from actual people who have gone through this process of, of uh, you know, sexual abuse, sexual assault, um, you, you name it. I, we can sit here and tell stories for probably days uh, of, of people who have recounted um, things that have happened to them as they come across the U.S.-Mexico border. The only thing that makes it different this time around is it's not coming from an immigrant, but rather a state trooper, somebody that's within the ranks of, of uh, Governor Abbott's uh, quote-unquote army that he's deploying in the U.S.-Mexico border. And somebody had the 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 courage to say this is not right and I'm going to speak out against it. Um, but for us in this and when we have worked in this immigrant space, uh, the these are not new issues to us. Yeah, these aren't new issues because you are in that space. But do you believe what broke recently about the barrels, about the wires that are there? Do you think we've reached new lows or is this just par for the course? I, I I, I want to say that in recent times, yes, this is a, a new low. But going back into, unfortunately, the U.S. has a, a habit or, or a pattern of repeating a lot of its negative history. And what, what we've seen is it, I invite folks to look up something that's called the American Canal, which was um, in the 80s. Uh, they they built um, these levees or these um, these really steep concrete barriers along the side of the U.S.-Mexico border in the Rio Grande, and they didn't put any safety measures on it, anything. to So people, even if people, uh, there was a case of a child who fell in who couldn't save himself because there was nothing mm -hmm. to grab onto. And instead of the U.S. government investing in, in handles or, or investing in, uh, in policies or, or making things better, they invested millions of dollars into a machine to scoop up bodies out of the, out of the Rio Grande. So... What this did was it pushed people to to try to cross from within more dangerous territory and it, it increased the deaths. Unfortunately, we see this exact same thing repeating itself now here in Texas, where they're making it harder for folks to, to cross in some of these areas and is only pushing folks to cross along more dangerous paths. So DPS Director Stephen McCraw called for an audit to determine if more can be done to minimize the risk to migrants, like troopers warning migrants not to cross the wire, redirecting them to ports of entry and closely watching for anyone who needs medical attention. Do you think any of these policies will help at our borders? Well, two things. Number one is is people or the troopers have the ability to do that now. We don't need to, you know, really look into it. We don't really need to to, you know, pass a sweeping reform within the state troopers. Uh, to make them do what humanity tells them to do, which is to you know take care of people. But uh, the other the other big part of it is that um, you have folks directing people to do precisely the opposite of that, which is to turn people away uh, and to not offer them water. And one of the things that really worries us, especially about this gentleman, is the fact that he has covered for the troopers for so 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 many other instances where we don't trust them in self in, in looking into themselves or self-investigating because at the end of the day, we don't know what they're going to say. And we saw this uh, just recently 
in Uvalde where they said they they stormed the classroom at Robb Elementary and they went in. And then as footage came out, as these reports came out, it actually was hours before they reached these children who were being massacred at an elementary school. So we, we really, as a Texan, I feel like we've lost faith in definitely the state troopers and faith in this leadership to really find justice for anybody in this state. So what would you say to people who politically align themselves with politicians who say that this is the way to keep our borders safe? Because that's been a lot of conversation going on even after the whistleblower came forward. It was like, yeah, but this is how you do it. So a couple of things here, uh, and then I guess three main points. Number one is what's what's not being talked about uh, is the fact that we urgently need our immigration reform. And I'm not just saying that from the humanitarian standpoint, but I'm saying um, because a lot of businesses in the U.S. take advantage of low wages and they undercut U.S. workers by hiring people under the table and things like that. So at the end of the day, the U.S. cannot have it both ways. We can't have a population where we can continue to exploit and at the same time uh, pretend to keep that population out uh, by by announcing or launching these archaic methods. Number two, uh, it's, it's important to point out that immigration law actually says that people can seek asylum here, can find refuge here if the U.S. reach the U.S.-Mexico border. So what we see now is that Governor Abbott is impeding that by not allowing people to come here. So he's actually violating federal law. Um, and third of all, if if we really want to stop this, if, if, if politicians really talk to people on the street as, as much as we do, or, or everyday folks who are just here, we could cut a lot of these uh, illegal crossings if if we revamped our immigration laws and allow people to go back or allow people to come in uh, the quote unquote right way or the legal way, if we if we really wanted to work on that. Unfortunately, there's not a really, uh, there's not political will from either party to really sit down, put our differences aside and come up with real solutions, real laws that reflect an America in 2023. You know, these are all great ideas, and that could really help with progress at the border, in my opinion. Do you think that would help these towns that are overwhelmed with implementing some of these policies and then almost a reframing of everything that's going on so this could lead to actual progress? We, we would we would hope that if we were to pass immigration reform or we would fix our immigration laws and people wouldn't be driven to 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 come uh, illegally into the country because we haven't even talked about the fact that a lot of these people are taking us you know thousands of mile tracks coming from South America or Central America and if they make it and when I say if they make it to the border it's a real thing people die in Mexico people die in Guatemala trying to cross those rivers I mean if they do make it to the U S then we have uh, folks you know doing these things to them so I we feel that if we were to improve things and improve uh, mechanisms so that people could re uh, so we could have easier family reunification than some then we would see a decrease in people coming to the US when I hear the phrase protect our borders from politicians that immediately signals something negative right like the people that are coming in are out to do something bad and sure are there bad people in any scenario in any group yes there are but when you hear that phrase, what exactly goes through your mind? Is it similar to what I'm thinking? Like, what are we? What do you mean protect our borders? Because as an immigrant, I'm thinking, hey, 
I've added so much to society. What are we protecting ourselves from? So, I mean, this, uh, I'm glad this is a, I'm glad we have 10 hours to dive in depth into this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, it, it's it's so complex, right? I mean, yeah. starting from if we want to go uh, at a at a micro level, from you know these used to be indigenous lands and the U.S. We can talk about that, but what really is happening right now is that there's there's a polarization in trying to vilify immigrants and and to make them uh, seem like they're the other people, trying to separate them. Where in reality. When we talk to people, people just want the ability to live a life just like anybody else would and and, and, and to seek better opportunities for themselves and their family. And the U.S. continues to, to supply that for them or to, to give them that uh, at a great cost of, of cheap labor and, and under, underlying wages. But at the end of the day, it's better than, than things that are going on in their countries. And one of the things that that we we'd like to point out, especially um, right now, is that is that people often think that immigrants are just Mexican immigrants. When in reality, the largest number of immigrants coming over through the U.S.-Mexico border right now are people from Venezuela and people from Guatemala, and they're not for economic reasons, or rather, people from Venezuela are coming over because of the political turmoil that Venezuela is facing, mm. and people from Guatemala are are coming over because of climate change. And that's one of the things that people don't, you know, don't talk about that. that, And for some people in Guatemala, they just cannot physically live in areas where they may have lived for centuries. Wow. Just wow. What can we do as Houstonians to help? I I think as as Houstonians, we have a a unique opportunity. Uh, We claim to be the most diverse city in the United States, which we are. But in, within our diversity, we're also a very segregated city. If you look, you know, Mexicans only hang out with Mexicans, et cetera. You, you, you name it, right? And so I think what we, what we have an ample opportunity to do is to show the world in the U.S. that immigrants are, are so much more than what the media tells us, right? I mean, you said something really, really real yourself, that, that as an immigrant, we bring so much to the table uh, and, and, you know, whenever I have somebody come visit Houston, the first thing I do is talk about the, the Houston food scene and how mm. and how even though I am undocumented and I haven't been able to return home in 33 years. And I always was was jealous of my friends traveling, you know, across seas when I was younger and stuff like that. I feel that in the way the world has come to Houston and it offers so much diversity and so much beauty and food and culture. And and we have an opportunity to show the U.S. that a better country is possible if we take Houston and just expand expand our vision and our diversity and beautifulness all over the country. Cesar, thank you so much. I know this was a tough topic to talk about. There are so many things going on at the border that we all wish that we could fix, but it's going to take you know slow progress, unfortunately, And I'm glad this conversation is maybe one step closer to getting that conversation started and fixing it. Absolutely. And thank you all for for continuing to talk about more people need to talk about this. And and thank you so much for picking this topic uh, and allowing other people to see this perspective. That was Cesar Espinosa. You can learn more about Fiel Houston with the link in our show notes. Before we go, if you have a lead foot, then you need to start slowing down because TxDOT has announced a new campaign targeting drivers going over the speed limit. 
The Be Safe Drive Smart campaign will put more law enforcement on the roads, ticketing fast drivers to help reduce the number of deaths on Texas roads. One third of fatal deaths on Texas roads were caused by speeding. That's 1,469 deaths and 6,312 injuries. Be a responsible driver and protect your fellow Texan. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. I'll do one more just for a safe take. <laughs>